Hello, welcome to episode eight of Achieve Maximum Effectiveness. I'm Paul Bindig from Personal Best, and stick around because over the next few minutes, I'm going to talk to you about one of my very favorite subjects, proactive versus reactive thinking. A Kangaroo Fern production. Hi, welcome to episode eight of Achieve Maximum Effectiveness. I'm Paul Bindig from Personal Best. And look, over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about the thing that I personally believe is the absolute key to success, stress reduction, and just general happiness in in business and life. And that is proactive versus reactive thinking. Now, there's four key points that I'm gonna leave you with today that that speak to the concept of proactive versus reactive thinking. But the best thing to do for me is to explain to you what it is to start with and then my four points will make a lot of sense. So in life, there are really only two things that happen around us. There are the things that we can't change and the things that we can change. Two things, things we can't change things we can change. What's something that we can't change? The weather. So it doesn't matter what you do or what I do is we can't change the weather. Tomorrow it will be rainy or it will be sunny or it will be windy or it will be a combination of those things or a hundred other things that could happen in the weather. I can promise you it doesn't matter what you do today or what I do today, that weather is going to be what it's going to be. Things we can change. Well, tomorrow I was planning to go on a picnic. Now, depending on the weather, I might have to have a plan B and maybe I won't go on a picnic. Maybe I'll go to the pub for lunch instead or go to a restaurant or maybe I'll stay home. Maybe I'll have a picnic with my, a pretend picnic with my family in the lounge room. We'll put out a picnic rug and get our picnic baskets and and the kids can have a, a fun time, but we'll just be indoors. That's something I can change. Weather, can't change. Where I have my lunch, I absolutely can change. That's proactive versus reactive thinking. It sounds simple, doesn't it? Look, it is, it is simple. What makes it complex is how often we can get caught in the world of reactive thinking. Reactive thinking tends to make us feel helpless, disempowered, and just generally not nice. Because we feel like the things around us that close in on us that we can't control are dictating what we do. Now, to some extent, that is true. I'll give you an example. I was driving down here this morning and I got to a particular intersection and the light went red. I can't control that light. It was gonna be red, green or amber, up to it, not up to me. When the light's red, do I have the option to run through the light? Well, technically, yeah, I do. But being a sensible person, I, you know, I live by the rules of the road, So I don't really have the option to run that red light. So yeah, that is an example of reactively, I have to react to that red light by stopping the car. Sometimes it can feel like life's full of red lights. There's all these things happening to me, making me do this, making me do that, making me do the other thing. Where learning to think proactively can help a lot is by thinking a bit more about the big picture. So to use my red light scenario again, If I was running late to film this video today and I hit the red light, 
that's when stress and frustration comes in. It's like, oh my God, why does this light have to be red? I'm running late. I really want to get and do this video. Now I'm going to be late. I'm not going to have time and I'm flustered and I won't be calm and my thoughts won't come out well. And I'm, uh, and that's when that spiral of you know, negative thoughts and being upset and stress can really start. Where if in the morning when I got ready, I'd said, right, well, I'm going to get up at a certain time and that will mean that when I leave, assuming the traffic's pretty normal, I'm going to get to my video shoot 20 minutes early. And what that means is if I get a few red lights on the way or someone crashes their car or the roadworks are happening, it not, it's not going to mean I'm late. It would just mean instead of being 20 minutes early, I might be 10 minutes early or five minutes early. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. And what that does for me is it just takes all the heat and the stress out of the red light. So I can be reactive. I can react to the red light by stopping without having reactive thinking and being negative about what's going on. So that's, that's an example of how proactive thinking, which is get up a bit earlier, make sure I'm on time, make sure I'm arriving 20 minutes early, can really, really help. Another example of proactive thinking would be to, you know, in the same situation, would be to, you know, let the production company Kangaroo Fern know that, look, I know we said nine o'clock that we'd have to be there for the shoot, but it might just be that because I know there's going to be roadworks at Darlington near where I live, I might be 10 minutes late. So I apologize if that happens, but that is a possibility. And then if Michael from Kangaroo Fern says, that's fine, Paul, then again, I've taken the heat out of the situation. Hopefully I'll still arrive on time. But if I don't, well, I know I've already covered that off. Proactive versus reactive thinking. Here are my four principles for proactive thinking. If you can think like this and operate like this, it'll make you a lot happier and a lot less stressed. They are, I did it. I own it. I'll fix it. I can change it. I did it, I own it, I'll fix it, I can change it. I did it means, yeah, that was me. Now, where that really, really helps is in the terms of accepting compliments, in terms of taking credit for great work you've done, I did it. But also, I did it means I made that mistake. One of the things I see that causes people in business the biggest, one of the biggest amounts of stress is trying to avoid any level of negative criticism or you know, acknowledging they might have done something wrong. And the covering up and the hiding and the, the lies that get told just to avoid disappointing someone or having someone think you're not perfect is quite incredible. I've got a news flash for you. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. When, when you can, when, when any of us can, when I can, when we can say, I did that in relation to something that wasn't so positive, here's an example. Uh, I had to write a report that went to the board. Turns out I made a mistake in the formatting and one of the paragraphs in the report appears twice. My manager comes to me and says, Paul, didn't you read that? You sent the thing up to the board and it was, you had one paragraph in there twice. There's a lot of excuses I could make, or I could just say, yeah, boss, I'm really sorry, my mistake, I'll try and be more careful in the future, it won't happen again. It's better than getting into a big argument, I did it. 
And once that's out there, my boss will probably go, all right, we'll just try and be a bit more careful next time. What can I do to help? Who knows what they'll say. I did it, now I've moved on. I did it, it's happened. I can't go back in time and change it, done. It's okay to admit when you've done something wrong, as long as you then work to do better next time. I own it. Very, very similar, but this is about owning a particular outcome or results from a, not sort of like one specific thing like the report for the board, but maybe it's a, it's a, um, a body of work over a year. Maybe I'm in business and you know I had a big project to do and there were certain results expected out of the project and you know I was in charge of bringing that to fruition. It's okay to own the good, the bad, the in-between. I once went to a seminar and heard a sports person talk, a very successful sports person. He was a, a very good footballer and a very good coach and he said that it's important not to get too caught up in your own hype about you're amazing, but it's also equally important not to get too caught up in when people say negative things about you or you think negative things about yourself because you failed. The truth lies somewhere in between. You're always out there trying your best. I own it. This is mine, it belongs to me. Someone criticises the way your shop's, your shop's laid out. Yeah, the, the big area manager comes in and your retail store is not up to standard in terms of the way some of the products laid out or the cleanliness or the way the merchandise is displayed around the store. Again, there's a lot of excuses you can make. Oh yeah, well Fred was supposed to do that. Or you can say, no, I own that. You're absolutely right, let me fix it. Which brings you to my next one, I'll fix it. I'll fix it relates to a lot of things. Again, now the context I just used then, something's wrong, I have responsibility for that. Let me fix it, let me make it right, I will fix it. But it means so much more. You might be in a situation where you see something and you think that could be better. Now no one's told you to do anything about it, but you just think that could be better. It could be anything in your life. It could be, look in a business context, it might be, I've noticed that a couple of my staff don't get along well with each other. I want them to get along well with each other, at least in a professional sense, so that we can all work together. I'll fix that. I'll make that my job to fix it. I've been coming to work late two out of three days this week because I'm not organised in the morning. I'm going to fix that. I want to fix that. I looked in the mirror this morning and I realised I'm 20 kilos heavier than I want to be. I'm going to fix that. I want to get organised and get to the gym and do my very best to do something about it. I'll fix it means I've got the power to make something that's not quite how it should be, how it should be, in my opinion. The opposite to that, the reactive version of that is, it's not my fault, I can't do anything about it. I'll fix it means I'm prepared to make it better. I'll change it, which is my fourth one. I will change it. Now, I'll change it means I'll take it on myself to make this change. Now the change could be insignificant, it could be major. I'll change it, I can change it. The weather's coming down, it's gonna wreck my picnic. I'll make a change. Can I change the weather? No, but there's lots of things I can change, like where I have my picnic, how I do it. I'll change it means I will take it on, I will make the change I need to make, and I won't blame others if things go right or wrong. If something goes wrong, it might well be it's because something someone else did, 
But what could I have done differently to prevent that from happening? I will make the change. I will change it. Now, does this mean you have the power to change every single thing in your universe? No, it doesn't. Does this mean that if I think here and sit here and think positive thoughts, that I'll be the next winner of the X factor? No, it doesn't mean that. I'm not a self-help guru, and I don't believe in all that sort of stuff. What I do believe is that if you think positively and you think about what you can change, you realize there's a lot more things you can impact than you probably thought there were. Sometimes it's just a case of looking at the issue from a, a different angle, from a different side, and you think, oh, actually, if I do that differently, that will potentially have this positive effect. And you know what? It doesn't always work either. But if you think like that, what you realize is you have a lot more control over what goes on in your life than you think. And the key to happiness and lack of stress is feeling like you control things as opposed to you're constantly reacting to things that are happening to you. So yes, you do have to react to certain things, but how you react is something you very much control and how you put things in place to stop some of those things happening or stop those things impacting you also makes a big difference. Proactive versus reactive thinking. So my four tips for thinking proactively are, I did it, I own it, I'll fix it, I'll change it. Thank you very much for listening and we'll chat to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out kangaroofern.com. Thanks so much for watching. I hope you found this video helpful. And if you did, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell when you're notified when a new episode's posted. If you found value in this show, please review this episode and share it with your friends. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to us.